Welcome to the Double Eye Show Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. Back at it with another one. Today with me is Bombo. Again, we got King locked up in the penitentiary right now, so he's got a prior commitment with the jailer, so he's not going to be able to make it with us tonight, but that's all right. So today we got you covered going into our fantasy injuries and our waiver wires. Bombo, are you excited for this one? Because there's a lot of crazy injuries today. Yep. Let's do this. All right, Bombo. So I'm just going to throw out some of the names and some of the injuries and let's talk about it. Let's get at it. Okay. We got Cooper Cup. He's going to be having surgery on his ankle. And quite honestly, that looks like it's going to be a, quite a while. He's going to go on IR. And to, to be perfectly honest with you, they're not playing for anything. So let's just shut him down. Next, we got Leonard Fournette. Now, Fournette had a hip injury, left the game. I really do think that he's, you know, they're they're up against the bye. So I don't really th- see that as too much of a problem. So I think he'll be coming out of the bye and be starting without a problem. We got Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy has high ankle sprain. And so we don't really know what the long-term effects of that's going to be. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz hurt his knee, done for the season. Every fantasy owner that had him, myself included in one of my leagues, is like, no, not again. Because, I mean, this guy, he has an injury history, but he's been pretty healthy the last couple of seasons. Next, we got Juju Smith-Schuster, and we have MVS. Both of them missed practices. Juju with a concussion, and MVS, he's sick. It's not necessarily an injury, but hopefully he'll be ready to go. We got Gerald Everett right now down with the growing. We really don't know what the situation is. He's not practicing, very limited. And then DeAndre Carter over there as well. Now he has a rib injury and he was limited in in practice as well. So we really don't know if he's going to be able to go against Kansas City. Next, we have Chicago Bears, Khalil Herbert, who left with a hip injury. And they're putting him on the IR I say they should just shut him down for the season, to be honest with you. Fantasy owners, I know he was starting to emerge, but that just kind of goes to show you just have to have depth on your lineup because things like this happen. And lastly, Bombo, we have Dallas Goddard, who's going to be going on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. So again, a lot of guys going down in week 10, heading into week 11. What say you, Bombo? The the biggest injury that happened that went down last week has to be Cooper Cup. Just for you know, you're looking at probably the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy. He was a lineup lock for many owners, and it's real sad to see him go down. This isn't the first time we've seen Cooper Cup go down. With usually bounces right back. He's not really a guy that really relies on that speed and that fast twitch. He's just a real cerebral player who's always in the right spot. So. You know, hopefully he comes back, but it looks like, yeah, you're right. It looks like he's done. He's going to have surgery. That's at least five weeks worth of recovery time. And by then, I mean, just seeing how this team is looking right now, it looks like they're not going to be playing for too much. There's really no need to rush him back. I think it'd be foolish to rush him back. McVeigh already caught heat earlier in the year, leaving him in during garbage time and getting hurt the first time. So Cooper Cup's probably the, the biggest fantasy heartbreak when it comes to injuries this past week. Leonard Fournette, you were right. He's getting hurt right at the right time, right at a bye. Hopefully he can do whatever he has to do for his fantasy owners to not lose ground to the rookie in Rashad White. Rashad 
Rashad White is has a great opportunity right now to try to at least carve out a huge role in that backfield. But Leonard Fournette's a gamer. Um, there's the the main thing with him is that Tommy Football trusts him. I mean, they trust him enough to throw Tom Brady a touchdown pass attempt over in Germany. I don't know if you caught that one. And Brady had to. Oh, that was just <laughs> awful. They got to stop doing that kind of shit. I know they were trying to do it for those fans over there, but really, come on, guys. Not not with Brady. That was he. He just can't move. That was that looked like wrestling out there. I was like, that was pathetic. That, uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, if anything, for Jerry Judy, it's it's it, it's happening at the right time. That I think that team's falling apart too. Denver Broncos are falling falling apart. Jerry Judy was has been his name was floated around in trade rumors earlier. He hasn't consistently been getting the ball as much as I know that fans of the show who've heard us since the divisional shows know we were. a Big fans of this passing game. If Russ was going to come in cooking with Judy and and Sutton being able to really take the top off of defenses and expose some of these mismatches, but they just haven't been living up to the hype. Judy's going to be sidelined. I personally don't think Cortland Sutton's going to even take advantage of that just because of the poor quarterback play. Maybe if Teddy Bridgewater was back there, we might see a little bit more action, but right now Russ just isn't cooking. Too bad for Ertz. Like you were saying, he was producing for a lot of fantasy managers when it came down to the tight end position because there's like people were just getting goose eggs. If you were somebody that was happened to have Kyle Pitts, I'm always going to dog Kyle Pitts. If you had Kyle Pitts and then later got Ertz on the waiver wire, you've probably been riding him steady. Now you got to probably go back to Kyle Pitts or go back to the waiver wire like everybody else has to to try to find some value at the tight end position. And really, the, the bad news coming out of Chicago with Khalil Herbert on injury reserve opens up more opportunities for Montgomery. Maybe opens up a lot more opportunities for fields on the ground. But yeah, it sucks because Khalil Herbert was really breaking out this year. And I think the Bears saw what they have in the future. They were probably going to let Montgomery walk and let Herbert dominate their ground game starting next year. But what I think with Herbert going down isn't that they're going to run more with who they have. I think now it gives them opportunity to pass more. And with Herbert going down, now you could incorporate Claypool into the offense. And now we can start seeing that next element in the Bears offense is that passing game. And then Dallas Goddard, everybody who watched that Monday nighter saw him go down on that bad play that led to a fumble. He was able to come back into the game. And then, you know, after the game, they said he's probably going to miss some time. About 12 hours later, you find out he's on injured reserve. That's going to open up some things for the pass catchers for the Eagles. Maybe some more Jalen Hurts, Tuckets and Runs. He's a big part of that offense, but I think they're firing on all cylinders right now and they could probably afford to lose that cog in their offense. But yeah, like you were saying, T, it's a big week for injuries, a lot of big names. So it's curious to see what a lot of the listeners are going to be doing with their rosters after hearing some of this. Yeah, you know, for me, I'm looking at... You know, just the list of guys that went down last week and everything. And one of the guys that stood out for me, obviously Cooper Cup. Yeah. You know, is he a number? Is he like the NFL's number one wide receiver this year? Absolutely not. Not his fault or anything like that, but he just hasn't been producing. So really, if you're one of those fantasy owners, you're not really missing a lot of points right now. The potential is always there, but that team just is not working and not clicking this season. But for me, one of the ones that stood out to me, besides like Achille Herbert, was Dallas Goddard. You know, now this guy was averaging like 60 yards receiving per game before he went down. Now they traded away Zach Ertz to clear room for this guy so he could emerge as the number one because he kind of really was anyway. But Zach Ertz was complaining that he wasn't getting all the reps and everything like that. So they traded away Ertz for this guy. 
he took that payload off of everybody else. He was that outlet over there in Philly. And quite honestly, it just kind of, when you see them clicking, when you see them, everything that they're doing, it, this just kind of piled on to that loss. I know it was their first loss, but it just kind of piled on. And those fantasy owners, they know what I'm talking about. Because 60 yards per game on average, that's that's some pretty consistent points for, for people in the PPR league. So I really, that's the one that really kind of just stood out to me as, you know, just, it just sucks for a lot of fantasy owners this year. I don't have any part of him, but I know a lot of guys who I did have Zach Ertz. He went down to the same week. So yeah, it just kind of sucks over there, Bombo, that there's a lot of dudes going down. And one guy that we, we hardly even talked about was Juju with the concussion, you know, quite honestly, Juju to me was kind of starting to become Mahomes outlet. Like that was the guy he was looking for most of the time. Yeah. he. Doesn't catch the ball every single time. You know, there was a lot of drops and they were working on him, but he was kind of emerging as the number one target over there. So for him to go down with a concussion, it just kind of sucks for him because there's other guys that can just kind of step in. You got Sky Moore, you got Tony. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that are just like next guy up type of thing. MVS, but you know, MVS right now is six. So there's, there's going to be opportunity over there, but that whole entire offense just spreads the ball around. But I just kind of feel bad for anybody, you know, who has them on their bench, because I really think that, you know, this week they could have plugged them in and they could have gotten some points, especially against that, that kind of matchup that they're going to see. So, you know, we wish all these dudes a speedy recovery. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and get into our waiver wires, Bombo. You know, there's not a lot to, <laughs> to pick up, and I think we're kind of scraping. But you know what? Hey, there's still some guys out there that you can get, at least try to get, before the waiver wires expire. And so go ahead and, you know, tell everybody what your two waiver wire guys are for this week. Thanks, T. One of my waiver wire pickups this week is Isaiah Pacheco from the Kansas City Chiefs. And he may not be in your waiver wire, but at some point he was on your waiver wire and he was on someone's roster and then he was on the waiver wire. This guy's stock's been going up and down ever since the preseason. He had a really good preseason. He was balling out. He came into camp like, I'm going to take a grown man's job. It took a while and he did take a grown man's job. That grown man being Clyde Edwards. He, He was announced the starter in week seven against the San Francisco 49ers. League's toughest run defense, by the way. Didn't do too much. Didn't do too much two weeks in a row. But what we really saw this past week was CEH completely factored out of the offense. And... That sucks because that's a, that is a really high draft pick for them. They had the opportunity in that draft to take Jonathan Taylor. Oof. And they took CEH and he just hasn't emerged as that go-to back. Earlier in the year, CEH was leading the league in touchdowns, but it was more like Mahomes was just able to work magic around the goal line and CEH was the only guy not covered by somebody. That's where a lot of his touchdowns were coming from. And Pacheco has become like a straight up power back for this team. So he just had, he just ripped off 82 yards for 16 carries this past week. He did have a fumble. Had he not had that fumble, he would have had double digit fantasy points. He hasn't caught passes yet, but he is running routes. They have Jarek McKinnon there as their main third down back that's catching passes. But once they start adding that element to Pacheco's game and he starts catching passes in PPR leagues, he has the potential down the line to 
be in your starting lineups. I'm not going to call him a league winner. Everybody likes to call, go out with league winner, but he can definitely get you in the position where you could win your league because if he's a set it and forget it RB2, it's great to get that off the waiver wire this late in the year. The meaty part of the schedule is coming up and he's got some real easy defenses. And everybody's always said that Mahomes and Kansas City can throw the shit out of that ball, but it's going to take some clock management. It's going to take some big chunk plays on the ground to be really balanced come playoff time, come the last part of the season. And I think Pacheco's hitting on all cylinders at the right time. The reason why I think he might be on your waiver wire is just look at the numbers. He hasn't over 50% rostered. I mean, he, he might be now, but he's still not where he needs to be as the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs who's the number one offense in football. Get this guy off your waiver wire. I got another waiver pickup for you, T. And it's Ben Skoranek from the Rams. Now, right now, we go into... Who? Exactly. Cupper Coop. I like to call him Cupper Coop. This guy is the dollar store Cooper Cup. The reason why I call him that is, you know, what you have with the Rams right now is a mediocre running game. You have Matt Stafford coming back. And Matt Stafford's going to play hard no matter what. This is the same Matt Stafford that we saw playing for nothing and getting concussions in in Detroit for all those years. So he's going to come back and he's going to, you know, try to do what he can for the offense. Cooper Cup was that offense and he's out. I don't expect Van Jefferson or Allen Robinson to step in and do what Cooper Cup does just because those guys do something different. Allen Robinson is more of a high point you know, get the ball, 50-50 ball, just a really big body that you can get on a possession. Van Jefferson can take the top off, but he doesn't have his legs under him yet. He's barely probably in his second game since being injured all year. And the, the reason why I like Skoranek and I like his upside, Van Jefferson didn't even come into the game last week until Cooper Cup came out. But Ben Skoranek was in on every pass play. So he can line up in the slot where Cooper Cup used to dominate. He can run the same routes. And it's just so a coincidence that if you're squinting, it looks just like Cooper Cup out there. He also has Cooper Cup's old number, if anybody ever noticed that. Um, they also line him up at fullback. And anytime he's in the game, if you know, because we're over on the West Coast, so we see a lot of Rams games. They're trying to get him the ball. So he's real efficient with his touches. He just now has more opportunities. And if 39% of the passes were going to Cooper Cup, just imagine how much that's going to open up now. And it's going to get spread around. And why not give him an opportunity, especially if you're not paying for anything? So I'm going to say go ahead and get Ben Skoranek. He's probably free. Nobody's really trying to put a waiver claim on him. Nobody's really trying to spend their fab budget on him. See what you have. If you have a spot at the end of the bench, better yet, if you have Cooper Cup, put him on an IR spot, pick up Skoranek to take up that spot and just see what he does. And I think, I personally think he's going to be more involved in the offense. And as soon as he blows up, you could tell all your league mates, I told you so. Pick up Ben Skoranek. I like that Pacheco one. You know, when you start thinking about it, yeah, you were absolutely spot on. It was like a yo-yo with him, right? You know, it's like, okay, he's on, he's off, he's on, he's off, he's on, he's off. All these talking heads, all these guys, you know, PFF, all these guys are like, no, you got to get him. His stock is high, blah, blah, this and that. And really it wasn't. Because every time you would hear somebody say, oh yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy, you know, even from week seven on, he wasn't doing anything. Last week we saw him emerge. And yes, it's only one week, but you're seeing the fact that now, as as you said there, Bombo, the meat of the schedule is coming up. You're going to start seeing Kansas City kind of show their hand more. They're tipping their hand. And you saw it last week. CEH is out. 
you kind of knew that that was coming, but now you're actually seeing it happen live in front of you. So that's a great, great pickup right there. And, you know, I'm not big on any Rams right now, but you know, I got to, I got to say that's a really solid pickup. Cause I think you're right. If anybody's going to get anything over there right now, it's going to be him. You know, Skoranek is the only guy out there that's going to be getting anything. And, you know, Stafford, for whatever reason, throws them a lot. So yeah. he does like him. Yeah. He is a target over there for him. So that, that's a really smart pickup there, Bombo. I really like that. That's a good yeah. one. That's a really good waiver wire. And then, you know, the thing with the Kansas City that, you know, people forget, everybody thinks that Andy Reid is just a, you know, a running back by committee guy. But if you think about ever since Kareem Hunt was gone, they've really been trying to find somebody that they could rely on that can be that one back. Like they brought in Le'Veon Bell. How about Kareem Hunt? That, yeah. I mean, if they can welcome him and back. And that's in play. That, that, that was, they were talking about it, him coming back. But people think that Andy Reid just wants to run multiple backs. He doesn't. If he has somebody back there that he can trust to pass block, to catch passes, and to be a goal line guy, he'll run that guy. He did it with Daryl Williams. Oh, yeah. He did it with Damian Williams. And ever since CEH has been there, they've always, it seems like they've been trying to find the guy that's going to either take his job or give him a run for for his money on carries. I mean, they brought in Le'Veon Bell last year, right? Yeah, no, he's definitely looking for that cowbell back, Mm -hmm. you know, for sure. For sure. All right, Bombo, I got two for you right now, okay? I'm going deep, too, a little bit. So tell me what you think of this one. My first one is going to be Rashad White from Tampa Bay. 45% rostered right now, which I'm really surprised that it's that low because this guy, you know, Leonard Fournette is not getting, I don't know, he's just not getting the job done. He's only averaging four yards per carry. But then you start throwing in this kid, Rashad White. And this kid, on 22 carries last week, he had 105 yards. You know what that tells me? That the problem is not in the line like a lot of people have been saying. That a lot of people are saying it's that O-line. And that's why Fournette can't get open. That's why he can't just get in the backfield. You know, that's why he just can't get that burst. Whatever their excuse is. But then come in Rashad White and this kid just balling out. This is the kid that's the future. Yes, to your point earlier, right? Brady does love himself some Fournette. Yeah, we know that. But Brady also loves to win. Mm -hmm. And if Rashad White is going to be that running game that kind of opens up the passing game for them, oh, he doesn't care. If they're winning, he doesn't care who that back is because Brady wants to win first and foremost. So I got to say, I know Fournette, like I said earlier, Fournette's going to be coming off of a bye week and he'll probably be healthy, but I don't even think that matters, to be honest with you. I just think that they're just going to work this kid into the offense as much as they can, and you're going to see Fournette's carries just start to diminish, and he's just going to kind of take on that secondary role. I just see that happening. Just That's just me, but definitely pick up Rashad White. My second guy, now this guy's only 9% rostered, And that's Christian Watson. He's been hurt all season. So that's why he hasn't been rostered by much out there. And I get it, right? I even said, you know, Romeo Dobbs is the guy over there. Well, Romeo Dobbs is the guy over there because Christian Watson was gone too. Both of these guys are rookies. And, you know, both of these guys are not trusted by Aaron Rodgers. And we've already said enough about how he treats people and how he treats rookies. But last week, this kid caught four touches. 
He was thrown to eight times. He caught four receptions for 100 yards and had three touchdowns. That's sick. And that was after he already left the game with an injury and came back. I mean, seriously. Now you got the fact that Dobbs is out still and he's going to continue to be out probably maybe even for the rest of the season if they got nothing to play for. And the only other threat you really have over there is old man Watkins and Lazard. And Lazard just can't stay healthy. I mean, this guy's in the lineup, out of the lineup, in the lineup, out of the lineup. And that's only during the game. So you just can't trust him to be able to carry the load. And for me, I just think that Christian Watson is a really good kind of just deep waiver wire pickup. Stash him on your bench. Maybe put him in a flex. Maybe if you got a guy out that's, you know, either on IR or you got a guy out that's, you know, on a bye week or something like that. And hell, you know, considering their schedule coming up, why not take a gamble on this guy and just kind of throw him in your lineup? Who knows? You might have another three touchdown type of game and really score you some really big points. You just don't know. So those are my waiver wire pickups. What do you think, Bumbo? That's awesome. Those are some great pickups. Hopefully the Leonard Fournette owners out there, you guys have already jumped on Rashad White being on your waiver wire and you've already handcuffed him and you guys were ready for this situation. If you've been listening to us, we've been telling you to do that. We've been telling you to handcuff your guys so that you're not impacted by the eventual changing of the guard of the backfield. But you're right, T. He just looks more explosive in that Tampa. He's still catching passes. He's still getting targeted. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa actually lets the kid get a lot of run between here and the playoffs then they sneak in the playoffs by winning a shitty division and then you see Leonard Fournette take over the backfield in the playoffs it's playoff Lenny it, that's that's what it is but that's true but your fantasy season stops when the playoffs start so let to ride Rashad White through the fantasy season because that's what I think that's what Tampa's going to do and then when you go to Green Bay and I know if you guys listen to the show we trash Green Bay Honestly, we're just doing what ESPN should be doing, and that's trash Green Bay. But for some reason, they always make it seem like they're they're ready to pop. And oh, it sucks that they beat Dallas. Uh, they're the darlings. Yeah, then they beat Dallas, and all of a sudden, now they're back in it. But don't don't be fooled. The difference. See, Christian Watson catches three touchdowns, right? And it could be one of two things. It could be the Christian Watson breakout, who is now what we would like to think of as the number one receiver in Green Bay, or it could be just his turn to catch three touchdowns. I remember when Robert Tanyan caught four touchdowns in a game and then disappeared for the rest of the year. People were ran, yeah. ran to the waiver wire to pick him up like they were getting like they were getting Kelsey. And then he just came right back down to earth. But the thing is, now you have the possibility of Christian Watson actually being the man on this team because if you it does, like we always say, there's guys that get paid a lot more than us to look at film and to see what wins. And Christian Watson catching three touchdowns in a game got the Green Bay Packers a win. We know Lazard catches touchdowns, but he catches touchdowns and losses. Aaron Jones is catching touchdowns and losses. And we've seen in the open there this year, Aaron Rodgers tried to go deep to Christian Watson on the first play of the game for a 65-yard bomb, and he dropped it. And we said it on this show, that yeah. kid's done. Look at his look at Rogers' face. That kid's done. This this guy's gonna be working at Dick's Sporting Goods by by January. And I think maybe he redeemed himself. Hmm. If Rogers chooses to not be an asshole to the, towards this kid, he could potentially be a star. If you look at his draft metrics, if you look at his college pedigree, he has all the makings of a stud. And all, but in this offense and on this team, you just have to earn the trust of the quarterback and be involved in the offensive play calling. And I don't know if you saw this team, but did you see? Rodgers going in on his coach on the sideline. 
Oh, don't even get me started a on win. that kind of douchebaggery. Yeah. So in a yeah, win. In a win. So th- this this there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of moving parts going on with this offense that's still trying to find its identity in week eleven. And if they just decide, hey, you know, we're gonna go with the simplest thing and just throw to the fastest, tallest guy on the field, then Christian Watson's gonna be the beneficiary of that. Great pickup. I think he's definitely worth your number one waiver wire because if you can get a wide receiver one in an offense that's hitting on all cylinders late in the in the year, that's a come up. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that only 9% rostered, which means he's potentially and probably available in your league right now. So if you're listening to this, as soon as you pull over, because you're probably in your car driving around, just pull over and check your waiver wires and see if he's available and grab him. Because I think he's going to be the main guy going from this point on the rest of the season, as long as he stays healthy, knock on wood. All right, Bumble. So that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. And for all the Islander listeners out there right now, I just wanted to kind of let everybody know, feel free to give us a shout out at our email address, link in the description of the show notes, and we'll answer you back right away, whether it's on the air or if it's, you know, just via email. So yeah, just go ahead and hit us up, guys. Anyway, for Bombo, I'm Sweet T, and we are out. Peace. Yeah.